This is CliffCentral.com. A lot of people are trying to get into mining to make money every month. So they leverage their houses, take out loans, and, and that's not the way to do it. Because if you're looking at making money every month, go gamble. late 2017, crypto and Bitcoin have reached new heights. But with all the hype comes new problems. According to mygaming.co.za, cryptocurrencies saw massive growth in December 2017, and miners took the opportunity to invest in their mining rigs. That led to a strong demand for graphics cards, which was affecting stock availability. South Africa was not exempt from this, and the quantity of graphics cards coming into the country wasn't enough to meet the demand. From the first week of January, it became impossible to purchase certain graphics cards due to their popularity among cryptocurrency miners. So how exactly did cryptocurrencies bring a halt to that whole industry? What is crypto mining and how does it work? The Decrypto series is sponsored by Luno, Africa's first cryptocurrency platform. We need to talk about mining, Bitcoin mining, cryptocurrency mining, how it all works. Um, it doesn't involve someone going into a hole with a pickaxe. It actually involves huge numbers, if you're going to do it properly, of, uh, of, of computers just processing tons and tons of information the whole time. And what that is there to do is to verify the shared ledger on a number of different servers and to make sure that the information there is valid information when contributing to whether or not the transactions have actually taken place worldwide. So to help us understand this is Sean Wilson. He's actually doing a whole lot of crypto mining and has been for a couple of months. So he has seen all kinds of exciting things happen. He's seen the ups and the downs. He's intimately involved with how to build these rigs and what they're all about. So crypto mining, did I get the definition more or less right? On a layman's terms, yes. Well, um, I'm not looking for more. I'm no genius. No, but, no. But go on and, and but expand. But in, in length of time, I've been actually doing it for a few years, since like 2015 now. Right. Um, so started wow. off on, on a smaller scale when it was you were mining Ethereum every few days. Now you're mining a third of an Ethereum a month. Wow. So those were the good old days um, when <laughs> no one knew about it. So it's it's been interesting. But the biggest misconception with mining is that it's expensive to get into. And the problem with that is that it means less and less miners are, are adopting on a larger scale from their, their mobile phones or their laptops. You can do that? Yeah. So, so the great thing is like there's a, there's a great piece of software called Minergate that works on mobile, PC. Is this like crowd mining effectively? No. So, so what it's doing is it's cloud mining. So cloud, crowd, same thing almost. But the, the difference is that you are utilizing your processing power on your laptop or the mm -hmm. processing power on your cell phone. Okay. So, so that way you are, you don't need a six card mining machine. You could use your laptop to mine smaller coins. So like there was a coin called Bitcoin last year that if you were mining it on your laptop, you were getting a few thousand a month hmm. of those coins. That coin hit almost one cent, um, two months ago. So, okay. so it can end up paying off. Exactly, especially on a long-term scale. So if you're looking at just dabbling your toes in, in mining, a great way to get onto it is via your laptop and just look at it as, for instance, if you could have an ounce of gold mm -hmm. 20 years ago right, and hold on to it, 
it'd be worth a fortune now. Sure. Right. And that's where the difference is, is a lot of people are trying to get into mining to make money every month. So they leverage their houses, take out loans, and, and that's not the way to do it. Because if you're looking at making money every month, go gamble. Right, going to sure. crypto trading, yeah, of course. and yeah. that's you know, but then that's endless sleepless hours mm-hmm. um, because you you need to be up when China's up, and that's at twelve o'clock at night. So. And have you done some of that as well? Yeah, I spent my life last year trading. Um, <laughs> Did it work out? It worked out really well. Um, it allowed me to get the mine, get into a larger scale operation with mining. Um, but last year was a great year for trading. This year is not a good no, year for trading. Not at all. You know, unless you, you're shorting things. As yeah, if you're shorting, great. <laughs> on like there's a cycle Bitmix um, where you can short Bitcoin, Ethereum, and so forth. Forth, which is great. But so, so just tell me what you've what you've got now because you've set up quite a big rig. I mean, just describe what it would look like and what's going on there. So at the moment, it's two cold rooms with seven aircons, um, with forty five machines, each machine holding six graphics cards. Yo. So it's in excess of three hundred cards. Yeah, so it's quite a quite it's an expensive heavy. thing to put together, right? Yes, but I do have a great partner with me who understands that the goal with mining is longevity. Mm-hmm. It's not monthly. So if you look, like I said before, if you're looking at making money every month, don't go large scale mining. Just mm-hmm. do it on your laptop, do it on your cell phone and do the smaller coins that have a chance of growing 10x or 20x in the next year or two. Then you're fine because you're not using any alternate resources trying to get it off the ground. So it's this huge room with all of these computers working 24 yes. seven. Yes. What's the temperature in there? Each card is running between 52 and 55 degrees Celsius. Um, but if there wasn't an aircon, they'd be hitting 70, 72 Oof. degrees. And then they can burn out, right? Yes. Um, so it's like a huge sweat box. It's not comfortable in summer because it does get hot. Is uh, this why so many people who mine are doing it in places like Iceland and Finland? Exactly, because then you don't have the cost of aircons. Also, then it increases the performance of the, the GPUs, which is your graphics cards, because they're not running at a high temperature, which mm-hmm. is great. But another key thing when you're doing mining is to keep the dust off. So we have air compressors that come in once a week, and it blows all the dust off the machines. That way you, oh. you keep them running in optimal performance, as well as they don't get hot because they are not don't have all this dust sitting on them. Mm-hmm. And that's also what causes a car to get hot. But at the end of the day, South Africa is a good place to, to be in crypto purely because we're, we're so self-aware. In global scales, mm-hmm. we're on the same level as China and the U.S. in terms of knowledge. Oh, really? Yeah. So, And that's the thing. If you look at the, the, the crypto engagement on a map, the biggest red spots are Russia, China, South Africa, and the U.S., Finally, something we're good at. Yeah, you know, South Africans <laughs> want to make money. You know, we're hustlers. That's, that's the thing. And with crypto, last year for trading was a great year, like I said. So it really took off. And that's why a lot of people think, oh, crypto is um, – and I don't like calling it crypto when we do mining. I like calling it a digital asset because at the end of the day, that's what you're effectively getting. You're not getting a crypto coin because there's only several blockchains that are utilized for payments. Hmm. The others are uh, smart contracts, uh, instant transfer for like Ripple. Sure. So it's got nothing to do with actual payments. And that's why there's this huge misconception that cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. Yeah, if we we're just talking about cryptocurrency, there's only a few. But if you look at the value of blockchain, hmm. that is that is where the future of the web is. And that's why miners are so important because we validate those blocks. So who are the big players in the mining world? Who are the people who are just, I mean, not necessarily by ID, but even if it's just by country or by, by, by sort of blocks of, of power and interest? So Iceland and China. Oh, really? Yeah. Those are the, those are the two big ones because you've got Genesis Mining that uh, is out of Iceland and they ordered, God, I think in, um, it was either January or February, they ordered 7,200 graphics cards mm. to roll out. 
and they do that every three to four months. They've got an unbelievable operation, and they allow you to do what they call cloud mining. Mm-hmm. So with cloud mining, you pay a fee every month, and you get so much uh, hashes per, per second. Um, and then that's how you get rewarded. And then you choose whether you want to do Bitcoin, Ethereum, or whatever your preferred coin is, or digital asset. Then you've got Bitman in China, and that's that's where majority of Bitcoin is is mined. Really? If, yeah, those operations are unbelievably huge. They make Google data centers look small. Wow. Yeah. So who would you say has done the best so far out of mining? And who do you think in, in South Africa are, are likely? I mean, small operators, people who are just doing it for for fun? Are there big operators who've put huge money into it and they're waiting for that return? Are there people somewhere in the middle who are playing around that aren't entirely sure what might happen, but they've given it a gamble anyway? So there's a few types of, of players in South Africa. There's a couple of guys that have got – there's a few guys that have got in excess of 100 machines, hmm. um, which is over 600 cards. Okay. Um, but that's on a long-term investment, three to five years, because um, that's what they're you know they're, they're treating it as a business. Because what happens is in mining, if the, if the value of the coin goes down, less and less miners are on – because of the electricity costs. So all your smaller miners then disappear because they don't want to run it at that moment. Then what happens means your block rewards become more as a larger miner. So you then are going to get paid at a higher rate every month, the less miners there are on because you're getting more of the block reward. And then, of course, if the prices go up, everybody's happy. Exactly. And that's when all your smaller scales miners that have got two or three jump back on because they're doing it at home. Right. And then that's when the, the value of your block rewards becomes less because you're not getting as many rewards as you were before. What kind of, in inverted commas, payout is that block reward? Is it a percentage? Is it? So, so no, it depends on luck firstly, and it depends on the amount of processing power you are putting into that um, pool. So the, Luck? Yeah. So, so part of the algorithm is luck. So you could have one mine and you could get the whole block. So like a block on Electronero is well, 94,000 something tokens, right? And that block is done every five to 10 minutes. Okay. So, and that's your great reward. Now, if you are mining as an individual, you would be getting on a standard rate with a six card machine on Electronero, you'll be sitting at about Two, three hundred thousand coins on average a day or tokens. Okay. So if you get a block, that is a great reward. And that's why they've got the luck algorithm program into the code with Ethereum, Monero, whatever it is, because they want to reward people, not mm-hmm. just the people with large scale operations. Right. right. So they try and make it as fair as possible. Well, it seems a lot more democratic than, say, trying to buy shares on the stock exchange or, or working with a bank or actually starting a real mine yes. where you're mining. Minerals. Yes. Which would be very, very difficult to get into with all the licensing and all the complications and you don't have scale there. Staff. Yes. Staff. Well, you don't need staff for this, do you? Uh, one. Is that you? No, no, no. So, so Morris, who's on the site. Morris is an unbelievable individual. He assists me whenever I'm not around. So, so. he do the, he takes the compressor in there and all that yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Because at the end of the day, I do have a day job. Blockchain is my passion. Also my. Investment fund, I should. Your pension plan. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Or right. your island buying plan, depending on how things work out. I like the island buying option. Um, <laughs> that's much better. You know, if, if I was mining Bitcoin seven years ago, sure, I'd have a, I would have a few islands. Well, you now. were doing it a, a good while ago compared to yes. most people who only hopped on the bandwagon last year. When we have situations like where China start going back and forth about whether or not they want to ban something or mm. regulate something or change something. Mm. That obviously affects price, but does it also yes. affect the miners in China? 
Okay, so the whole thing with with mining is it's the value of the token. So your Bitcoin value is now about seven thousand dollars, mm-hmm. right? So your reward is still the same in Bitcoin value. So mm-hmm. if Bitcoin's value goes down, you're obviously going to get paid less. So it does affect the price. But at the end of the day, China, when they started regulating at the end of last year, was purely to start pushing their their own blockchain technologies because the blockchains that were getting utilized was mostly Ethereum, which was is not preferred in China. So what they created was a, a token called NEO or NEO, mm. depending on how you say it. And that is a smart contract for Chinese users. So, you know, China has a way of manipulating markets in their benefit, whether it's minerals, of course, whatever it is. You know, it's like any two companies that are supplying each other with something, they're going to they're try and get the best deal for themselves. Mm. Do you think that there's going to be widespread take-up of Bitcoin for transactional purposes very soon? Because I, I know people are saying, well, it might take five years. Some people are saying even longer. A few optimistic people are saying much shorter. What what kind of a prediction do you have on – I mean, people are already using it to do well, a I, lot of stuff. See, I don't see Bitcoin as a transactional Token. You see it as a value store? Yes. Okay. I see it as your, you know, and everyone says digital gold, but it's true. Um, you know, you can't go into a shop and shave off a piece of gold to buy something. Right. And it's the same with Bitcoin because Bitcoin takes about 45 minutes to process a transaction. Oh, it's too long. So it's, it's extremely long. Um, so you can't use it in instant uh, payments, and that's mm. where the problem lies. So I don't see Bitcoin's value in instant payments. I see it as a long-term holding in terms of, you know, if you look at any crypto markets, most crypto markets are determined on their Bitcoin value. Right. That's, that's, that's the gold standard, so to speak. Sure. Exactly. Um, and that's why people who are buying Bitcoin buy Bitcoin as a long-term investment. It's not something that is, is relevant now because anything you buy, um, as an investment, if you're constantly looking at it every day, you will have a heart attack because markets move up and down every day. <laughs> Well, there are people, you mentioned just now, people who've mortgaged their houses and people who've taken out huge loans that they know they can't repay. And they're sitting at the moment looking at that price going, what the hell did I do? Mm. And maybe they'll be laughing in a year or two if they can survive. Yes. But for now, it's pretty damn scary. Yes. It's extremely scary if if you've mortgaged your life to jump onto something that hasn't fully taken off yet. (laughs) You know, that's why you got to do it smart. And that's why I always say to people, if you want to get into mining, start off on your laptop. If you enjoy it and you start understanding it, yes, then go on to a six-card GPU. And that won't cost you a lot of money. You can still pay it off within a year. But don't go balls to the wall. And the biggest problem people went balls to the wall was on buying cryptocurrency. Yeah. It wasn't on mining. No. So so if you had bought mines um, for $19,000 in January… Right. You would be sitting with five to six mines. Which was the price then of Bitcoin. one Bitcoin. Right? Yes. Okay. Now you'd be down about 70% on Bitcoin. Oof. Right. Which is painful. And that's why people, more, you know, shouldn't have mortgaged their houses. But if you had bought the, the, the mines, you'd be getting about 1.8 Ethereum a month, which is sitting at about 12, 13 Ethereum at the moment. So that is about, you know, 70, 80,000 rand. Yeah. Right, and that's what a value of uh, almost a Bitcoin is now. Then what you've got as well is you've got the value of the hardware. So that hardware is still worth. If you had to sell it off in components, sure. Each graphics card is worth three and a half thousand rand. So, so you still own something. If the tokens go down, yeah. you still got something of actual intrinsic value exactly. in the real world that you can capitalize. Yeah. So if you were short now, you could be selling your thirty-six graphics cards. Let's say you put them on special at three thousand rand. There's your initial investment. 
you know, plus your Ethereum value. So sure. you, you've, you've come out in the positive instead of sitting 70% low. Right on. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Decrypto, brought to you by Luno, the best platform to become educated on all things crypto. Luno makes it safe and easy to buy, store, and learn about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just visit luno.com forward slash decrypto and sign up to redeem the exclusive promo code if you've listened to this series. This is cliffcentral.com.